Hello and welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Anthony Maker. And I'm Brandon Sharp. On this episode of Good Show, we are discussing Atlanta. Atlanta is a show on FX created by Donald Glover, who you might better know as hip-hop artist Childish Gambino. Atlanta is sort of about Glover's character, Earn, attempting to manage an Atlanta hip-hop artist, Paperboy. It's sort of about Paperboy's rise through the ringer of Southern hip-hop culture. It's also sort of about Earn's reconciliation with the mother of his child. But really, it's not about any of those things. Really, Atlanta is just a mechanism for reflection on race in America and the modern African-American experience. Brandon, let's jump into Atlanta. We're perfectly well suited here, so let's go. <laughs> exactly. Actually, let's throw out our, we wanted to do a white dude disclaimer. So I'd like to say it like this. I'm going to take the reins, haven't run this by Brandon, and he can let me know if he, he has a problem with anything I say. But basically, it should be noted, if we're going to talk about a TV show like Atlanta, we have to say, hey, we're two white dudes. And there's a ton of stuff, as we did sort of with some of our more feminist shows that we've talked about. There are many things we just simply don't get about this show. There's parts we miss. There may be some mistakes we make in how we talk about the show, all those sorts of different things. But... I don't feel like we should ignore this show because in some ways, in my personal opinion, I think at least partially this show is made for sort of white people. There's a way in which this show is a little bit of like insider African-American black culture and uh, sort of like an inside joke that you can tell if you're as a white person, a non-person of color, that you are sort of outside on these inside jokes. That's fine with me. But also, I think there's some really interesting tidbits to pick up as you watch some of the discussions about race. And so it's not just that we're doing this because this show is... um, popular. And so we think we should talk about it. At least for me personally, I highly recommend that you watch this show. And I, I especially say that to people who maybe think they're going to be the most uncomfortable watching this show. You can watch it by yourself and you can have your reaction, whatever you think that is by yourself. You don't have to enter into a public commentary about how you feel about this show, but I do think it has some pretty important things to say to white culture uh, and very creative things. Uh, what, how does that make you feel, Brandon? What are you thinking at this moment? Yeah, I think I agree with most everything you said there. I, I might have a little bit of an issue, maybe even just even working out in my head how I feel about a lecture kind of encased in like art. Like if, if something is trying to tell me something, but it's also really cringy, I don't know, like what is keeping me here to learn this lesson? You know what I'm saying? Like, does that, yeah. does that make sense at all? Like, because it's art, because it's yeah. subjective and I can turn the TV off whenever I want. Yeah. What's going to keep me in my seat. What's going to keep me engaged. I think maybe it's just something I'm working out in my head also a little bit. So yeah, I have some plans to lead us there in a couple okay. different ways. Yeah. And I may uh, actually figure this out for myself while we're talking tonight. So yeah, you know. I do think from the, from the jump though, I would sort of bring up like, I, I'm not saying agree with everything you see. And I, I don't want to speak for Donald Glover and the other creators of the show. He's the primary creator, but I don't want to speak for him, but I don't think that he has the expectation that you end up agreeing with everything. Sure. Yeah. I mean, not even, yeah. it's not even stuff to always agree with. Art is like a catalyst for thought. It's a, it's supposed to poke you mm-hmm. and there's, and I mean, this show is 
as we'll talk about, really, really good at poking you. Mm-hmm. And so, it's pokey. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. And so, I don't think he has a, the expectation that you would end up agreeing with every assertion you think he's trying to make. I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't know the assertions he was making all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, let's pause on that and sort of okay. move into sure. a little more yep. casual stuff. Uh, for you, what made you find Atlanta? What made you check it out? I mean, you. Absolutely, hundred oh, yeah. percent. Uh, I'll say fifty percent because there's another friend yeah, of mine. Other, yeah. yeah, another friend of mine, Zach. He watches the show, loves this show. He recommended it. I think it was maybe during the first or second. I think the second season was getting ready to come out, and he was like recommending it. I was like, I'm doing a rewatch. Second season's coming out. I was like, oh, and I kind of dismissed it. But then, real recently, you were telling me, hey man, mm-hmm. season three came out. It's really good so far. You need to check it out. So um, yeah, I'm a very recent convert. For me, it was, uh, I am a big Donald Glover fan. Oh yeah. I mean, Uh, mm -hmm. spoiler alert, my recommendation later in the show is going to end up being community and he's from community. I love him on community, but also like I love childish Gambino, not just because all of his songs are my favorite songs, but because I think he does really important things as an artist that I find very, very interesting. And not only that, I've literally had discussions with people about Donald Glover has some element that just draws you into his personality. He reminds me of people I know somehow, but I couldn't quite put my finger on which of my friends he reminds me of. It's mm-hmm. just like there's there's something about him that really draws me into him, makes me want to check out what he's doing, but find him a very captivating person. So in general, I'm basically like, yeah, if he does something, I'm going to check it out. I think he's very yeah. artistic. I think he's very smart, but also very creative. So yeah. I wanted to remark on something or at least ask you yeah. about something that from your intro, some of you may know him as an actor. Some of you may know him as a hip hop artist. I think I'm most familiar with him as an actor. I don't know, just the, the sequence of events of the things I saw him in. The hip hop thing came way later for me. And I thought it was a side gig. Is he primarily a hip hop artist or primarily an actor? I couldn't specifically answer that question, but I do think, first of all, he's been a hip hop artist longer than you think he has been. Also, I think that many elements of Paperboy's career are modeled after Childish Gambino. None of this is going to be spoiler, but all that early stuff you see Paperboy go through, I think it's all drawn from Childish Gambino's early career. And I think that he's been, there's a lot of stuff that he's sort of been doing at the same time. And I, I don't know that he's ever like blown up in either area, but I just know so many people that really respect what he's doing and kind of check out mm-hmm. whatever. Like the This Is America video, I don't know if you remember that video, his rap No, no, that, and that's the first time I had heard of Childish Gambino. It's, it's so, for me, indescribable why I like everything he did does in that video. Like just so many, I'm literally indescribable, but there's just, I've had conversations about like, I remember specific conversations with a friend of mine, Ben, when that came out and we just had long conversations about, we couldn't quite figure out why we couldn't stop watching that video. It was just something about the way he dances in it. It was just everything about everything. Yeah. He's, he's very watchable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, I could talk about that forever, but basically he's the original, well, I'm an artist, whatever form that takes. It's like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I, yeah. It's kind of how he strikes me. I think one thing that was always interesting to me about him was like, I'll see him pop up in pretty big movies with like a really small role. Now he is, he strikes me as someone who 
is big now. Like it feels like he's a big deal to me. Yeah. And I never quite know how big of deal he is just based on some of the roles. I'll see him. Like he has a really minor role in one of the Spider-Man's. He has a really minor oh, really? role in a, in the movie, the Martian. Yeah, He's uh, awesome in the Martian. Love I him love him in the Martian. Yeah. He was, might've been my favorite part in the Martian. Yeah. And then he'll get like, he got one of the main roles in the Star Wars yeah, yeah, yeah. prequel movie solo. So it's just like, I, I have a hard time like mentally ranking him yeah. or in kind of where he should go and what, and maybe that's, maybe that's good. Maybe he's a very, like he takes many different shapes and it. I think it really does work for him. Yeah. But, and I think he, he has whatever, I, I hate the term X factor, but I can't think of anything else besides X factor because you and I have never had this lengthy of a discussion about like a show creator, you know, yeah. and, the, and we're just compelled to sort of dissect it and play with the idea and figure out what's going on there. So yeah, I'm, Okay, so you checked it out because uh-huh. of some recommendations, but then what kind of kept you around the show uh, after you checked it out? <laughs> the show is freaking hilarious. Yes. It is yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Easily comparable to some of the other um, shows that we've talked about. You know, it's a little bit of a dark comedy. It plays with a certain flavor of humor, you know, may not hit everyone the right way, but there's some stuff that's like, this is just a funny show. It is yeah. subtle to some degree, but uh, like... I don't know that I've laughed this hard in a while. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Some of, some of my biggest laughs recently have come from this show. Let's dissect that uh, classification a little bit because I, I'm just curious, is there any any difference uh, for you between, I'm sort of toying with this idea in my head, is there any difference between like a dark comedy and like a dry comedy? Because if there is, I think I would classify this a little more like dry comedy than dark because I feel like it's less irreverent than some of the shows we've talked about. Certainly everybody in the show is insanely dry with their jokes. And that is often how irreverent comedy is delivered. Mm-hmm. But I just would say maybe this show, many parts of this show at least, lean a little more into comedy than it does into the darkness of the comedy. Because I, I don't think we can at all classify this in the same category as Succession or you know something no, like that. Or Reservation Dogs. I mean, yeah. one thing that I think is worth noting, the things that are funny are their reactions to things yeah. and their conversations. It's like normal stuff. Yes. You know, there isn't someone being silly. There isn't someone being funny. There isn't a class clown on this show. Yeah. Everyone's pretty deadpan. The things that happen, their reactions, I mean, I think it has a little bit to do with like the African-American culture and, you know, especially probably Atlanta. I don't know the the culture, their reaction really just daily, their daily lives. It it really plays funny on the show. Yeah. And what's funny is like, it relates back to sort of the original idea of comedy where there's like this tragic part of comedy, which is like, like whatever that recipe is. And I can't remember it. And I'm not going to tragedy. Is it tragedy plus time equals comedy or something like that? That sounds right, but I'm not sure what you're talking about. (laughs) It sounds good. Well, anyway, whatever the more oppressed communities, well, similar to reservation dogs, but yes. uh, in the more oppressed communities, it's super easy to just like give a, a frustrated, dry reaction that ends up being comedic. Cause what else are you going to do besides laugh at this horrible situation? Yeah. Like, especially if you, when you're let on the inside, like Atlanta does sometimes. And then, you know, there's jokes at the expense of people who are not in oppressed, like main culture people, white people. And those are funny for me to watch too, but it's just basically like, look at this dude. Come on. Like, it's just always like, how can yeah. you not be frustrated? It's just funny to watch. It, uh, I, I would compare it most closely to Reservation Dogs. Probably, I think yeah. it's probably the closest show to that that we've done yet. 
Yeah, I mean, for the record, this was around first, just to give them their props. So uh, if we go to like sort of style of the show as far as how it looks, I, I forgot to write this down, I think, but I actually think uh, before we talk about the quality or whatever, I think the sort of cinematography, it, it, what do you, is that something you say in TV? We've never really talked about that, but yeah. like director of photography sort of idea. Yeah, we're, or we're still like talking that. about cinematography. Okay. Though. So like, I think the cinematography in the show deserves some props. I really like okay. the look of it. It's got a high quality look. It's, it's very, I mean, yeah, I just, I just think it's worth noting. I don't, you know, you're more, that's more your area, but. Well, if it um, feels high quality, it's probably like a, you know, like a steady cam versus like a shoulder mount type. Yeah. You, you know, there's things that they can do that kind of make it feel a little more, you know, stripped down. I, I would say the the show feels relatively stripped down to me, but I do think it has a, a quality about it that makes it seem more premium. It's really mm-hmm. like, it's pretty artfully done, you know, like a lot of the um, areas that they shoot. Yeah. Just, uh, just the lighting. It's, it's never like brilliantly lit. I think that's another thing that kind of gives it more of a stripped down feel. Yeah. I, it's, it's really kind of an in-between thing for me. Yeah, I just like the shots. But anyway, yeah. it's, let's talk about characters. This show's all about characters, in my mm-hmm. opinion. First of all, I guess there's this there's this main cast of roughly four people. You have Ern, you have Al, you have Darius. Darius, and you have Van. Van. Yep. And that's your main characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's get hyperbolic. One of the best casts on television right now, currently. Well, the funny thing is, like, I am familiar with all of them from other stuff first yeah sure so when you flip this show on you're like oh man and they're in it at like they're in it a lot like it's not as if they just do an episode and that it does seem just like they all shouldn't be in the show as much as they are it really seems like something that maybe wrapped up a handful of years ago before they got big it's one of those things it's hard for me to believe that this show is still airing because of how significant the cast feels to me but yeah even uh Lakeith Stanfield, who plays Darius, he was in Uncut Gems, freaking oh, yeah. awesome in Uncut Gems. I just saw Brian Tyree Henry in The Eternals, which the movie wasn't great, but he was good. Like oh, he was really, yeah. and, it, and and he was so he's in a Marvel movie. That's a big deal, you that know. Is, yeah. And then Donald Glover, I've seen him in a ton of stuff. And then Zazie Beach, she's been in Deadpool, she's been in a couple things. So like I've seen all those other things, and then I turn this on, it's like okay, this is yeah. significant. I think each one sort of offers a different side to the cast. It's what's it's the beauty of it is that they each have yeah. their own strengths and they play into them. Uh, I, like Brian Tyree Henry is like the comedic center of this show. Uh, I swear, like everything he says, I, I mean, laugh at. It's just I'm I, so before we were talking about the comedy, I was speaking generally about everyone's reactions to things and how they work through different situations. It's him. It's the way he reacts to things, mm-hmm. the way he processes information, the way he responds. He is the the funny part of this. He is outstandingly funny in this show. Yeah. He is 100% the comic relief to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh, Darius is very funny as well. And In uh, like, yes, he is, but in a very like- Oddball way. In a very oddball way. Yeah. Yeah. So let me throw a hot take at you here. I would like to see more from Donald Glover in this show. That's a crit- that's a criticism. I think I almost feel like Donald Glover is underselling his performance based on some previous work like Community, and basically saying I got to make sure I'm not going to be the funny guy. 
because I was that mm. in community. And so he kind of lays off a little bit and does not lean into his attractiveness that he inherently carries. I don't have much expectation for him, I guess, but I feel like I could see something different from him and I would really enjoy that, I guess. I'm not sure exactly what he's trying to do in the show. What do you think about that? I think you're onto something, but I don't think he's trying to overcorrect himself. I think he's very wisely letting the other people shine on the show. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I could certainly see that. I mean, for he's, sure. he's writing everyone. I think he's just being very humble with his role. You know, like yeah. I, I think he's these guys. These guys just just blast off a page. You know, you can write. You could write scenes for for Al and Darius. You know, you could write scenes for them for days. You know. And I feel like he's got himself in a, in a situation which he can, he can really let these guys go and he can just kind of be there for support. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it works really well. That's I agree, the thing. That's the I thing. agree it, though it with what works. you say. It I definitely agree with what works. You say. I don't have any reason to complain about it. So it's no, like, but I, I do feel like it, it, it doesn't always seem like his heart is in the acting. I think yes, it, yeah, it, yeah, it comes across that way for sure. Yeah. I think he's just writing himself down a little bit. I, I could see that. I could see that he's leaning into the other characters and letting yeah. them shine sort of thing. But then there are many times where it, the, you know, the camera pans to earn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when that happens, it's like, he's holding back the whole time. It's like, let's go, let's go. It, I'm not saying be funny. I'm not saying be funny. I'm just saying like, I don't see the point in holding no. back. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just confused by that, which is fine. There's so many elements of the show that are confusing to me. So that's fine. It's just, uh, there's something to be desired. I think they're not sure that he's bad acting, but you know, whatever. Uh, how about story in the show? All over the place, man. Yeah. All yeah. over the place. Let's just dive into all of it right now. It's the single episode story thing that we've been talking about for a few of our different shows. Yeah. A lot of standalone episodes. Yes. Not really my thing, just out of hand, kind of as as a general rule. But man, some of these episodes are great. It's, it's hit or miss for me. It's hit or miss. Yeah. And also another really interesting thing this show will do, which we've seen in other shows. And I think in some ways this show started that trend. It's a palette to tell a bunch of stories that many are related, but maybe Atlanta more than anything else. It'd be really hard to find the connection for some of these episodes. Like literally you won't have a main character in an episode. And especially mostly like season three has been the heaviest in this regard. It's like half and half. I think the main cast might only be in half the episodes in the season. Obviously that's interesting. I'm just not sure what they're doing with that, especially in regards to like, we've talked about how this main cast is so good and just like so compelling. You think they're trying to draw people in and then telling these other stories because you just can't wait to see what the next main cast episode is. Mm. But it's like, for me, Atlanta becomes then like, well, is this a main cast episode or a non-main? Because yeah. like I, this this season like rotated, I think. And so it was like, well, is this week for whatever reason is not going to be quite as compelling as a normal Atlanta episode. I'm not going to lie. Season three feels like he threw a bunch of ideas in a hat and he picks them out each week and like, all right, this week we're filming this one. It really feels that disarrayed great episodes in season three some of my favorite episodes are in season three yeah 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 but it is all over the place yeah it just feels like he has a lot to say a lot of good stuff to say i don't really feel like there's a criticism here it's just it's it's hitting us like a like a just you uncorked a fire hydrant like it's blasting us a little bit yeah so so, i don't know but it's also not just water spraying at you in your metaphor. It's like all these different things coming at you, all these different mediums coming at you. The, and it's, tr- it's the, the storyteller from 
yeah. the water in my in my analogy is information. It's just it's a lot. It's almost overload for me though. Yes. Right, right, right. I'm just saying it. It doesn't just come at you as water. Like information comes at you as exactly different types of fluids. It's like all these different things coming at you from different directions. What kind, um, of, what kind of fluids are we talking? I don't, milk. You know, there's some milk in there and some. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would 100 percent agree. You're getting the adult dose here. Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot to take in sometimes. All right. So Brandon might as well just get into it. Uh, let's just get hyper-personal here and say like, as uh, watching as a white person, what does this show do for you or to you? Or you know, just like gut reaction. I- First of all, it's very interesting to get a perspective of what it would be like growing up as, as these guys in like a Southern area of the country. It's just been, it's been really fascinating following their story, kind of pulling back that veil and Getting an inside look, I, I really feel like a lot of this has to do, and you said that a little bit, but a lot of this has to do with a lot of Donald Glover's experience. It feels very, this show feels very personal. Uh, maybe these characters are pieced together from a lot of people that he knew growing up, but yeah, it's it's been it's been very illuminating. Yeah, I think what's important to know about the show is it's not like I'm sitting around enjoying all of it. Like It's mm-hmm. definitely making me squirm yeah. a lot. And yet there's something very rewarding about the squirming and there's like, it's almost like I'm getting to peek into some elements of culture that I couldn't like, no matter what, who my friends are, whatever I, there's just elements I could never fully understand. Mm -hmm. And he is capturing those elements, I think. And he's telling these stories. It's sort of rewarding to think about the fact that I can do it in a safe environment where I'm not fully exposed. Not that that's always the best idea, but I can do it in an environment where I'm not fully exposed and I can wrestle with certain ideas. There's been a lot of things where I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought about that, different things like that. But I also think him and his team, you know, it's not just him, but him and his team are very even handed in their cultural critique. They're constantly making jokes about like, obviously how the Juneteenth episode, like I remember that hitting me really hard and like just kind of thinking through the cultural appropriation there. Um, But then also there's some recent episodes that I I remember a little bit better where they're talking about like issues with race and they take sort of shots at everyone around where it's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to take what's mine or I'm going to, you know, take advantage of this situation. And also white people are silly too. Like it's just everybody they're throwing, it's a shatter shatter gun spray yeah. where it's like the blunderbuss. Criti- yeah. We're critiquing culture. Generally, we're yeah. not only picking these one, uh, we don't have this specific set of lenses that we're only looking through. So, but this show is very much about race. So that's fine. Yeah. It's mostly the conversation, but I just think they are actually more even handed than maybe you would think. Mm-hmm. So this, this show handles their critique two different ways. We've talked about this. Yeah. One way seems to be better than the other. And this is just, I don't know if I'd say better, better for you maybe, but well, and I, and I don't want to, yeah. And, and, and someone's going to hear that and be think, well, he probably feels less uncomfortable watching one style verse and maybe the other ones make him feel more uncomfortable. I don't think I'm quite saying that one of them seems a little more reasoned than the other, I guess is, is the way I would put it. Or maybe um, more effective for you. Yeah. Again, when when I make it about me, all you're going to hear is this way didn't make you feel as bad as this way. Okay, when but I, when but I'm making we've it, we've already real- said that this show doesn't make you comfortable. So I, I I don't think that's a problem. I'm just trying to say like 
I, I suppose one of our roles is to not like, I think we can critique the show, but we can't really like correct Donald Glover and say like, no. here's how you could tell an African American story better. No, no, no. Um, and, that, and that's not, and that's exactly my yeah, point. That's yeah, my, yeah. that's actually my point. Uh, one of the ways I, I might as well just tell, I, I haven't actually laid out the ways yet. Stop laying out the ways. Uh, one, one of the ways is situations that an African American person or family may find themselves in the other way is it feels more like a mallet upside the head and it, it would be like um, a full episode without the main cast and it it almost feels satirical to some degree yeah so so there will be like there'll be episodes dedicated to like an issue say reparations or something which yeah. does it does happen in season three. Yeah. They come across a little more over the top, and I will admit, much they're much more uncomfortable for me to watch. Yeah, they're, well, they're ep- supposed to be. Yeah, they're, I think they're designed that way. I think they're designed to be uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. and I think what I was kind of alluding to when we opened the episode, I think the the goal here, though, I mean, yes, absolutely, if you have something to say, use your influence to say it, but. What is keeping people in the seats? You know, what is keeping people watching your show? And I want to say the more artful, not that you have to disguise it or candy coat it, but the more reasoned and artful your argument, uh, the shape that it takes, I think it helps get your point across a little better, you know? Yeah, I see that point. I I wonder whether Donald Glover has been like just continually, he's building up cultural credibility so that he can take these big swings sometimes take the big and, swings and just be like you got to deal with thinking about this yeah. issue now sorry mm-hmm. and you're gonna you may not like this episode very much sorry you got to think about this issue now I, and, and I then think- i'll go back to giving you what you want just so you're you keep coming back and then i'm gonna hit you again like that i'm gonna make you face some of these questions thinking about donald glover writing these shows and if you read you know if you watch this on hulu and there's like the little descriptions beside you know, the episodes, yeah. it's clear that is his goal sometimes. Yeah. 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 I think to say, Hey, we should have a conversation about reparations. I think that to me seems a little more reasoned than the mallet upside the head we get about reparations in on the show. Sure. Does that, does that make I'm, sense? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's usually how I, I would think it, I don't want to put myself in his shoes, but that's usually how this argument is presented to black people. Or it's like, okay, let's have a reasoned conversation. Sure, okay. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. sometimes if their conver- if their response is like, all you guys ever want to uh, do yeah, is talk. Yeah, we just want to talk about. I'm going to make you watch this. I'm going to yeah. make you because we're never going to get to this if we just get to talking. Like it's it, yeah. Like you got to face it, and then we'll talk, I guess. But I've already got it out there, and like you know, I gotta gotta give him his props for just like taking his swings because he can do it, and he'll come back and win it back. And um, I'm like I said. I don't want to make it sound like I'm any more comfortable with these episodes than you are. Right. I just think uh, there's some part of me that really respects like, sorry, you got to deal with it. Like I'm big enough now that you got to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. And I agree. And I think he does have important things to say. Oh yeah. yeah. But nothing is stopping me from shutting the TV off. And I just, I just wonder if he wouldn't be more effective for threading the needle is, is well, he has for you though. Right. I mean, he has, there's sometimes where he doesn't, yeah. There are sometimes where he doesn't, but he has many times. And I'm just wondering if he's built, you know, up enough credibility. With Maybe you, you're probably going to keep checking back at least for a little while. I mean, cause also some of those special episodes hit me better than, so I thought like, well, there's one this season where the reparations one, it was like, Oh, I thought through it. And, 
And that was uh, an interesting idea to consider all that. And it's like, I've never seen that presented in such a strong way. Like, well, what mm-hmm. if the whole world just flipped right now? Like, it, that, that was something I hadn't considered. So that was interesting to consider. I will say I considered it pretty fast, and there was nothing about the episode that made me, like, ponder it for 30 minutes. It's like, here's the idea. I've considered it. Okay, well, now time for a new episode or whatever. Also, though, the ado- or the um, the nanny episode, I'll say that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that'll be given too much away. I thought that one was a really interesting cult cultural critique too, but also just like all around. Like it was a little bit of a critique of like a rich white family then using like a poor, I think Jamaican family, something like island family mm-hmm. uh, as their sort of uh, nanny. But then because they didn't pay much attention to their kid, the kid resonated more with the nanny than the parents. I mean, that's all very interesting. But then at the same time, just like it was taking shots at all sides and how like, Oh, the world's just weird. You know, it wasn't just like these people are bad. It was like, look how weird the world is in many ways. So some of those episodes hit me better than some of the other ones. And that's just like, like you said, a personal thing. Overall, I can applaud the idea of like, well, let's throw this out. Let's throw this out. Let's throw this out and see what happens. I agree. I, I think him using this to discuss uncomfortable topics is, is a worthy endeavor. I will say, you know, a couple of those ep- episodes we've referenced, th- there's a scene in the first season where Donald Glover's character is is taking his girlfriend and he's like, t- he's taking her out to a, a nice restaurant. And I think he tries to, he tries to use a large bill, like a hundred dollar mm. bill somewhere, right? You've probably seen it more recently than I have. Okay. I probably am screwing this up in my head, but basically the person at the bar wouldn't accept the large bill from him. Yeah. But turned around and accepted a large bill yeah. from a white a white man. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that like stark example hit me and stuck with me more than some of these bigger, more bombastic episodes about some of these other topics. And I wonder if at this point, like I'm just trying to like think back on the way we've talked about it so far since we try not to get too spoiler heavy. Um, but mm-hmm. I wonder if we've given the impression that the false impression that basically what Atlanta does is it goes back and forth between cultural commentary and comedy where there's an episode that's cultural comedy commentary and an episode that's comedy. And that's not at all the case. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. No. It's all of them are because even the most episodes that are completely unrelated from the cast, you know, they've got funny moments in them. Yeah. And also the funny episodes with the main cast have some really, really good cultural commentary as well. Mm-hmm. So you're not making me uncomfortable with how you're talking about this and basically saying like there is the cultural commentary on steroids because they step out and you have nobody in the cast that you see on the screen right. that you resonate with and you like you, you just have to face you build the a relationship issue. with yes 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 compared to these cast members that you love who also could potentially face the same issues mm-hmm. and have the same problems and you just take it better because you love these cast members basically cut out everything i said and just leave in your part right there because you did a way better job (laughs) describing what i was trying to say than i I did listen the thing is i think i think us working through this together is an important part of what atlanta does yeah and it i don't want it to appear like we figured it all out because i'm figuring it out with you as you talk it's like we're talking it out together you know so okay so sort of related to that 
let's take what we're doing right now and sort of broaden it to not just maybe Atlanta, but like, I think there's an interesting question in here somewhere about like, are we allowed slash how do we critique artsy shows? Because we're now in an era of artsy yeah. shows where we have all these things. And in some ways it feels a little bit like, well, it's art. I mean, well, it's like you're in an art gallery and yes. you're looking at a painting like, well, you can't, you can't say it's not good. I mean, it's art. And so I was like, uh, I mean, I shouldn't be using art gallery, but it's like, uh, I do constantly have the conversation that's like, well, you can't, I mean, songs you know, the are, funny thing is songs you say are that. subjective. Like you can't say a song's not good. And I'm like, yeah, I can say a song is not good. You say that and people's faces <laughs> pop into my head. Oh, they're going <laughs> to, and they're furious know, like, with me right now. And, and there are, there are a hundred percent people who I have that conversation with. I can see saying that exact thing. I think the one thing that I would say about shows that are a little more artful, maybe that have been created by more of an art tour, you have to leave room for taste. These things become more subjective the more niche they get. And it may just not be someone's thing. It may just not be their sure. thing. So you I know? think, uh, let, can, let me say this and see if this is what you're saying. So you're basically saying like rejecting the art form or the particular voice of the art is not the same thing as rejecting the idea that's being placed before you. Yeah. Is that, is that the line you're trying to draw here? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think if the media in question doesn't sit right with you, you don't like it, you don't enjoy it. Instead of saying it's not good, say yeah. it just wasn't my thing. I can recognize uh, the quality here. I can recognize the time that was put into it. It's obvious someone really cared about cares about it. It's just not really my thing. I think there are there's a way to still engage, still yeah. have a discussion, not dismiss it out of hand. You know, and that and that's I've found myself uh, in similar conversations many times, especially like with uh, my other podcast. It, it's all about movies. We've done some more niche movies. The more the more niche the movie is, the smaller the audience. You know, it just kind of it just gets smaller, smaller, smaller. Mm-hmm. And I, I really feel like there's a way to still engage. Do not stand back and be like mad and like it. Not good. You know, there's just there's just a better way to have a conversation about this stuff. No, I agree with you. And when you look back at some of the other points you've made, which is basically like, nobody's making you watch this show. As you're making your point here, I'm thinking about one episode in particular, which um, is there's an episode this season that is like, it talks about, it's it's a non sort of main cast episode. And it talks about basically a black student who has sort of lived his life masking himself more like a white student. And Everything else that goes with that. Okay. So there's an interesting Trying issue. to hide the fact that he's, he's black. black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or conceal for the most part, play it down, whatever that is. I gotcha. The interesting thing about it is it's, it's black and white. It's non main cast. Uh, you mean it's shot in black and white? Like yeah, yeah. it's Okay. Yeah. It sort of has like a film noir feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Yeah. Uh, so like there's all these different elements that they put next to <laughs> this important issue that's worth wrestling with. And then it's like very stylized, probably fits it, but maybe not. It's almost like a black and white Quentin Tarantino film too. Oh, I gotcha. So I could just be like, yeah, I don't prefer the style of this episode mm-hmm. while still wrestling with the issue at hand. And it's like, mm-hmm. ver- it's very hard to pull all this stuff out which in some ways I can say what I'm saying now. And I can also say, Hey, kudos for all the different art forms you're putting before us. It's just very, 
very interesting tapestry that you're you're creating here in front of us that we get to see. Yeah, just generally, I'm not even critiquing as much as just kind of like saying it's just a very interesting show to wrestle with. But I would probably step back and say an important show generally Mm -hmm. to wrestle with and you'll probably really enjoy the ride i don't know why i'm feeling the need to summarize this show right now yeah like like bringing it all back since we've dug so deep into some of the issues here there's a reason we're doing an episode on it and it's a really really interesting watch and all the things that are compelling about donald glover are also compelling about his show this is a man who spends a lot of time thinking. You can tell. He's just a thinker. And I think you were kind of talking about his X factor. He has a quality about him that yeah. draws you in. I think it's just like he is a mind at work. That's obvious in his music, in his you know, in his performances. And I think in some ways, especially in the first season, it's almost as if he is the only one who is not in on the joke or who is in on the joke. Who's he's the only character that is kind of clear eyed about all of the things going on around him. The other characters are kind of wrapped up in their own stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the the show does really follow him more in the first season. Yeah, I think it's just I, I, I really feel like we are getting to see kind of his progression also, like his personal mm-hmm. his personal pro- um, progression with this show and his growth. Okay, Brandon, it's time for you to pitch me a show that I haven't seen. All right, so I feel like I've stayed away from a lot of, I don't know, fictional. I feel like a lot of the shows I pitch you are more procedural, gritty, dark. You know, I, I don't know. I'd feel like I, I hit a certain vein when I pitch a show, but this is Daredevil, which originally aired on Netflix. It is dark mm. and gritty. At least, I mean, I'm consistent there. Sure. But I think this is the first like superhero show that I've pitched. Yeah, Disney- in, the, in your pitch. Yeah, I think so. Disney Plus has come out with a slew of kind of post-MCU, post-Infinity War shows. You know, there was a Hawkeye one. There was a a new Falcon Winter Soldier. there There was a few. Anyway, this is the best superhero show in existence. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, like live action. I'm, this is not like including Batman animated series, which is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. But this is like the best MCU series that exists because mm-hmm. it's it's definitely part of the MCU. Anyway, Netflix created it. It's now over on Disney Plus. There's a new season on the way. Disney Plus is reviving it with the the original characters. Interesting. Who it, played who played uh, Daredevil? Charlie Cox. By the way, I don't know anything about Daredevil. Yes. So. Charlie Cox is uh, Daredevil, and it has a couple actors that people might be familiar with. Johnny Barenthal makes a appearance eventually. Well, oh, I was that's funny. I was just about to ask how much, for whatever reason, I have it sort of like a comparison to Punisher in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is it- Punisher is a spinoff of Daredevil. Okay. And oh, so that's what Johnny Barenthal is playing in this show, is, well, is Punisher? Yes, he shows up. I mean, okay. I think that technically would be a spoiler, but- I mean, it's been out for a long time now. Uh, he starts out in D- the Daredevil in one of the seasons, and then he has a spinoff. But yeah, it's it's really, really well done, really great. I would love to do it. Actually, I would love to do an episode on this eventually. But mm-hmm. um, it's, yeah, all on Disney Plus now. I think there's two or three seasons, plus all of their kind of connected shows are on there also now. So, What is Daredevil's 
I'm so, I don't know why I don't know anything about Daredevil, but I don't. What is Daredevil's power? So he is blind and the way it basically his other senses are hyper active. Yeah. And so basically he can see using like sound waves and other Mm -hmm. things. So he's a, he's also a very skilled combatant. I don't know. Just like, he's like a really, he's like a brawler. He's a brawler. So he's uh, anyway, definitely worth checking out. All right. My recommendation to you is related to our episode today, which is, uh, it's community. And that's the show that Donald Glover, I think I first saw him in. Um, it had such a weird run where it was created by Dan Harmon. It's got Joel McHale in it, Donald Glover, several other people, Allison Bree's in it too. Chevy Chase is in it. And there was several controversial things around it. It was kind of funny, but the show just generally is extremely, extremely funny. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hilarious. Yes. One of my favorite comedies for sure. I put it okay. very near Arrested Development. And I will tell you what, it took me a while to get into it because it was so niche. The people who love community, like if, I don't know if you remember, but I don't remember what it was on. I think it started on NBC, but then it got canceled, but then the fans like brought it back, Hmm. but it wasn't put on NBC because they didn't agree with the decision to bring it back. I think they may have done it for one season and then they put it on something else for a little while. By the way, I I don't know if I said this, it's all on Netflix at this point, but because there was such like this beloved audience that like just championed the show and kept for whatever reason that kind of turned me off and made me not want to check it out. But once I did, I love the show. It's got these just such a unique brand of humor, but just generally very, very funny. Donald Glover is hilarious in it. Uh, just everybody in the show is really, really f- Ken Jong's in it. Everybody in the show is very, very funny. It's funny. I was reflecting because well, I don't know if it was last week, but lo- last week may have been arrested development. And I'm like thinking through all these shows that I find so funny that you haven't seen. I think you would really enjoy all of them. Is but this I a put- mockumentary? No. Okay, here's here's why I've never watched this. It felt a ton like Parks and Rec, just mm-hmm. from the like the teasers and trailers and different things, like big ensemble cast, a bunch of funny people. To me, the original show like this is The Office, and then you kind of had sprouts off that Parks and Rec, and it what felt like Community, Modern Family, and those all felt like lesser versions to me. But I'm getting into some of these other shows, like I'm, you know, Modern Family, I don't really care for, but I, you know, got it much more into Parks and Rec and Community felt like it occupied the same space as Parks and Rec. And I was like, I I don't think so. I don't have enough capacity for one of these shows. So anyway, that's why I've never watched this. No, it would almost even be like um, more of like, I use this affectionately, but basically like a nerd comedy, like, but also there's no, I don't think unless I'm massively forgetting something there's no like uh sidebar like the fourth wall thing the you know all that stuff those are just interviews right yeah whatever uh but there's none of that it's it's fully just a written show that is a a narrative and you and you follow it there's like these classic episodes like the paintball episode it follows a group of students who go to community college together in their study group basically Um, but there's a paintball episode there's a dungeons and dragons episode and those Mm. like some of those special episodes are insanely there's a multiverse episode all of those are insanely fun insanely creative like they're so good it's it's really really funny so that's my recommendation this week especially because of donald glover um how about we turn to quick hits what do you what have you been watching i finished lincoln lawyer awesome recommend 
Netflix. Still watching Strange New Worlds. It's kind of the new Star Trek series on Paramount Plus that I chatted that I talked about at one point. Still really good. Still feels a lot like the Chris Pine movies, which I really loved. So definitely recommend that. Watched Operation Mincemeat on Netflix, which is a, actually it's a movie, and I loved it. It's fantastic. And honestly, I'm at the point where I feel like if I see one more thing about World War II, I'm going to explode. But like, again, feels super fresh. It's got a lot of espionage. And, and this is like the birthplace of espionage. Like the stuff was that was happening in World War II. This is like where a lot of the secret different countries' intelligence services and secret services got their start was World War II. Gotcha. So this is, this really, it has almost like a, and I put it in the vein of like, um, darkest hour, which is the movie about Churchill that came out Mm. a couple years ago and King's speech. I mean, just, it it is, it is very British. I mean, Mm -hmm. Colin Firth, Matthew McFadden, the, from succession. Anyway, it's, it's very good though. It's, I think it's about two hours. So it's, Mm. you know, kind of a medium watch. I would recommend it. It's a very, just a very unique perspective on a story in world took place during World War II. Okay, so I've been watching a couple of things that I'm sort I've sort of been excited about. I know I've given at least one update about the show We Own the Night, which is the David Simon show, which David Simon created The Wire. It's a new sort of limited, I believe it's a limited series on HBO, um, and it sort of tells one specific story. I did bring up the critique while I was talking about it that like there's so, so, so many people from The Wire in the show, and they all play like different roles than they played in The Wire, and sort of, so it ends up being just like some of the time you're watching and you're just like this is somewhere between confusing and annoying that they're playing different things and kind of throwing me off that still sort of seems unnecessary that they did that but obviously now that i've been watching it longer i'm buying into this new story at first it seemed very much like the wire and now i'm more at this point i like the show a lot it's very interesting it's telling one specific it is like it's obviously in the same universe as the wire because it's talking about the baltimore police department but it's talking very much about sort of one specific story of corruption and it's much like the time period is much later than the wire it's it's around the freddie gray incident times yeah but all of a sudden there was this thing in the last week that sort of opened up like what i sort of love which is basically like the exam i'll just be blatant with the example which is basically like okay you've got cops who are assumed to be good drug dealers are assumed to be bad right now what happens when the cops start acting bad like when they're behaving badly, breaking the law, like it's actually chaos, but they're still operating within the framework. That's basically like, well, they're allowed to do whatever they want because they're cops and drug Mm -hmm. dealers who are acting good. Well, they're behaving, but they're receiving all the ire of the cops because it helps them benefit in their bad behavior. So it's just like this. And I think it's basically related to actual corruption within the Baltimore police Mm -hmm. department. It's not, I wouldn't say maybe true story necessarily, but it's just an interesting window. It makes you rethink everything about the world, which is mostly my favorite kind of story. So that I'm enjoying more. I also, after I want to give a shout out to our, both our mutual friend, Ryan Garber, because he's the one that recommended this show to me, basically in the context of the podcast, but probably less in the context of the podcast. Um, so I checked out the show, Dave, which is on FX. So also somewhat related to Atlanta because actually, I mean, we didn't really talk about this, but FX has got some good stuff. Like, yeah. uh, 
it, they've got some good shows. Well, that's all my, that's where all my motorcycle club shows are from. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. FX has been killing it for a while here, but yeah. anyway, Dave is the story of this. Like, I don't know how to explain it without like giving too much stuff away, but it's basically like a nerdy white rapper and he's <laughs> trying to become famous. Um, but it's very, very modern day. Very like the way you would become famous nowadays, social media, all this different stuff and him wrestling with that journey to try and become famous. His, you know, his favorite rapper is Kanye. He wants to be like Kanye. He's sort of a joke, but also he takes himself very seriously, but sort of like, it's just a very interesting show. Um, it's gotten a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, so anyway, I checked it out, uh, as, basically like a recommendation from Ryan Garber. And I really, really enjoyed it. You know, just generally the journey of the show. I like, I watched the whole thing, two seasons. I watched the whole thing. So obviously I'm not going to stick with it if it's not very good. And I, I really enjoyed it. It's very interesting. I did realize like, eventually this is the shout out to Ryan Garber that maybe only he'll get, but the reason I understand why he likes it is because Dave is Ryan Garber, but you know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> No, I have to watch. No, I'm definitely um, watching now. You don't know he's Ryan Garber until like almost all the way through the second season. I'm, and that's just a specific joke about like his previous career before trying to become a rapper. But it's, yeah, it's a very interesting show. It's, and it's, and a lot of people have been talking about it. So, um, uh, I at first was like, eh, it seems silly, but I, I really enjoy it. It's got some great, great, great characters in it. Yeah, so I think that does it. How do we have such a long episode when I thought we weren't going to be very long? I know this episode is going to be about 20 minutes. I think we did some good stuff in there, though. Hopefully. Hopefully.